Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister. I'm Beatrice McCabe. I'm Rosemary McCabe. And we are here to entertain and answer all of your questions. Today, for example, we have a listener who wrote in with a romance problem and I thought we could do our agony aunties. I would like to point out that I have a book coming out in July, This Is Not About You, which is all about romance. Just to put a little plug in, I've realized now it's getting quite close, so I need to start mentioning it more. That's fine. I'd have to say that my skeptical face was like, I didn't feel necessarily romantic as I read it. Well, that's because I'm your sister. So you felt weird. Other people are going to be reading it and going, this is so <laughs> romantic. She gave him how many blowjobs? Oh, God. <laughs> God, you really do have to take the tone down. There could be children listening in the background. That's when you blow bubbles in somebody's face. And I would like to say that having now spent six weeks with my parents in very close proximity with the kids, oh, nothing to do with blowing bubbles. But every time you get into like a relatively serious conversation, you know, you're thinking it's safe now. The kids are watching TV or they're doing something else. And, you know, you get into sort of thorny issues or personal conversations. At least one, if not two of the children pipe up with, what's that? Who did that? Why did they say that? What's a... I know, Beatrice. And if you're talking directly to them, so you're saying, hey, can you turn down the TV? Hey, have you put your jacket away? Do you have, like, have you done your homework? Do you know where your iPad is? They will absolutely not hear a word you're saying. But as soon as you mention the word blowjob in the kitchen, they're piping up immediately. What does that mean? Blowjob in the kitchen. Well, I'd also like to ask, do you actually address your children as hey? Because that's not very nice. You just said, hey, come over here. Hey, do this. No, what do, do I say? Hey, no, I probably don't say hey. I probably say darling. I actually think I say honey. As my good friend, that sounds very passive aggressive. As my good friend, Kevin, told me his mother was Irish and she used to say hay is for horses. And I appreciate that statement. I like it. Well, Beatrice, you know, hay for horses and hay you are spelled differently. (laughs) Shut up. I 
Realised, however, Rosemary, that I too am guilty of this not listening to children until I am of not listening to them when they address me because Fox has now started calling me Beatrice because when he calls me mom, 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 I don't respond. And then he goes, Beatrice. And I'm like, yes. I could have told you that, Beatrice. Parenting is an art in learning to ignore every second mom, at least. Oh, yeah, it is. Prioritising. We'll call it prioritisation. Yeah, but you have to listen for the tone. You understand the panicked mom. You understand the urgent mom. You don't understand that mom, 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 can I have a snack? Mom, mom, I just had my dinner, but can I have a snack? Mom, mom, you just offered me five snacks, but I'm hungry. Mom, mom. The one recently is mom, mom, can I have my pocket money? Mom, mom, how much pocket money do I have now? I'm like the same amount you had five minutes ago. Mom, mom, am I getting more pocket money? (laughs) My favorite this week was mom, mom, how much pocket money do I get? I was like, they don't really get pocket money because they get whatever they want. So I said, "Uh, well, $5, I suppose it's fair. Per week? Yeah. Right, you can't buy anything for less than five dollars. Four kids—that's a lot of money. Go on. Maybe you're right. Anyway, he goes. So, how much do I have now? Because I haven't gotten pocket money for you know six months. I was like, no, there's no retroactive yeah, pocket yeah, money yeah. pay. Okay. Do I get five dollars every time I do a chore? I'm like, what? I'm presuming what this is oh, is it? No, this was chance. I'm like, also, well, actually, oh. I'd probably be really safe. Yeah, yes, you can. absolutely fine. <laughs> you tell him he can have a hundred dollars yes. every time he does a chore. <laughs> Anyway, the topic of today's podcast was actually sent back to us in October. So potentially this person's problem is already solved. But I've seen two similar questions pop up. One on NY Cut, NY Mag, whatever mm-hmm. it's called, in, you know, listeners' dilemmas. Sorry, no, that would be us. Writer, reader, readers' di- dilemmas. <laughs> anyway, first of all, hey, Rosemary and Beatrice, said our writer. Hey, Rosemary and Beatrice, and a smiley face. First of all, I would just want to say I love the podcast. Thanks very much. And I'd just like to put a little plug in here for please send us in some reviews. Five stars, you know, I love them. Really make my day. And I'm at home right now without a job. Worried I'm never going to get another one. And that would really cheer me up. We did get some submissions. Remember when I said if people leave us a review, but I must clarify, what I mean is a review, not just a rating. So I love your ratings, five stars, they're great, but also leave a review, just a couple of words. Let us know what you think and we'll enter you into the draw to win something of Beatrice's creation that I'm going to share on the Instagram soon. Now a heart emoji. I've listened to every episode some more than once and I've been told by my boyfriend, sometimes I talk about you both as if you're my actual friends. It's nice. We are your actual friends. I totally like would happily have more friends. So I was just thinking I've no friends in Fort Wayne. I'll be everybody's friend. Oh, I saw your story looking for problems. And although I would never, I mean, honestly, we are, we do go around looking for problems, but that's a different topic. And although I would never usually write or message into something like this, I thought, why not? I don't have any major problems. I know, lucky me, but there is something that's been on my mind a lot recently. And I'd love to hear what you think. I've been with my boyfriend for over six years, but to my dismay, no sign of a ring, dot, dot, dot. I know he wants to get married someday and he does see himself marrying me, but I was ready for him to ask years ago and I can't understand why he hasn't done it yet. I know this is not a huge issue at all. I mean, it's a big issue if you Mm, think it is. Yeah. But the more time that passes, the more annoyed I get, (laughs) this is me, that I'm still waiting and it's caused a few arguments in the last few months. I always thought I'd be completely blown away by a proposal. It would be out of the blue, but now that ship has sailed. In terms of a response, I know you can't give me any answers, but I suppose I'd love to hear your thoughts on how long you should wait for a ring if marriage is important to you and how to deal with all the comments from family and friends, head wreckers, my my word, not hers, that quote, you're next when you've been hoping to be next for the last three years. So annoying. Thanks for reading my message for all the entertainment you've provided on the pod. Smiley face. P.S. If this happens to be mentioned on the podcast, I would definitely like a pseudonym. Love, Susan. (laughs) That is a pseudonym. (laughs) Yeah, I think everybody got that. (laughs) Aegis. So, Rosemary, I thought this was one near and dear to your own heart since you were dying to be engaged for years to both Brandon 
and previous boyfriends. You are such a knob. There was one. So I, so before Brandon, I've mentioned this, I was in a relationship for five years and I definitely similarly thought that we would probably, probably around the three year mark, I was like ready, you know, kind of going, you know, if he, if he proposes now, I'll say yes. I'm not sure what Susan's situation is, but it was definitely something that I talked about a lot with him. So I would go, you know, what do you think? When do you think you'll be ready to get engaged? Blah, blah, blah. And I remember at about a year, maybe like three and a half years in, he was like, I think next year. And then when next year came, which was kind of the year that everything started to unravel between us, when next year came and I asked him again, he was like, oh no, like I'm definitely, I thought I would be ready, but I'm not ready. So I don't know if it's a similar situation in that her partner is saying that he's quote unquote, not ready to get engaged. Because I think in hindsight, that was probably a bit of a warning sign that he just wasn't sure he wanted to get engaged to me. And in hindsight, look, I'm really glad I met him. We had a a lovely relationship. I have so much love for him, but I'm glad that we didn't get engaged because I don't think that we would have been suited long-term. So I'm not putting it all on him. Like I was dying to marry him. And, you know, I'm glad in hindsight that we didn't end up together because I don't think we would have ended up together. If you know what I mean? I think it would have been a bit doomed. I do wonder what conversations she's having with her partner. Like, you know, they've obviously discussed getting married and he said that he does want to get married and he sees himself getting married to her. But I'd love to know if she's kind of said this to him, like, look, we've been going out for six years. I'd like to get engaged. I'm sick of people asking me about it. I'm ready to take that next step in our relationship. What do you think? I would think that that would be the first step to have that very frank conversation and then to decide what to do with the information you're given from there. What do you think? So I think one of the things that's difficult is that in most traditional relationships, the power imbalance is weighted in the favor of the man. When is the man ready? Because he is the one who's going to ask. And I I would say that people who propose, I'm not saying that is always the case. I'm saying in the majority of of cases. But because I was sitting here thinking, would you not have considered proposing to him? Or did you not because you knew that he would not say yes? I didn't because I'm not sure if we ever had, I think we might have had the conversation. But whether we did or not, I knew that he wouldn't have liked that. He would have liked to be the one to propose. And like also, to be honest, in hindsight, that's a sign that we weren't necessarily meant for each other. Because now that I'm with Brandon, who I feel like is a bit less traditional, I think Brandon would have been delighted if I proposed to him. I think Brandon would have been delighted. <laughs> great, great. This been is thrilled, so yeah. Yeah, great. Another thing off my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw Christina Hendricks posted on Instagram that she and her partner, her post said something like, we propose to each other and we are engaged which I thought was interesting, which is what led me to. Yeah, it was nice. But yeah, have you had the conversation? Would you consider proposing to him? And I often think, you know, if you have a choice between two things that you imagine yourself, you need to play out. What if I choose this thing? Will I miss the other thing? What if I choose that thing? Will I miss, you know, the alternative? And sometimes when you imagine yourself with one or the other, your choice is clearer because you can actually say, oh, I I would really be peeved if I ended up with this one versus that one. So if you can kind of play out, what if you were to do the proposing? Is your fear that he would say no? And why? Like that might be very telling. Why would he not say yes, if truly he is planning to be with you forever? Because engaged is not married. Engaged is just betrothed. We Mm. are promised to each other eventually down the line. What is the hold back? Is it, I mean, I actually remember that I was mortified to be engaged. Now this sounds stupid. I did not like the term fiance found it super cringe, still don't like it, but I'm more inured to it potentially now than I was in the past. Hated saying husband. 
You know, a lot of people love this husband, wife. I hated it. I hated saying I was had a fiance. I was mortified to say I was engaged. I don't know. I mean, obviously, in hindsight, I'm like very immature individual. But is it that he has issues with how it would come off to friends, family, etc.? Maybe not. Maybe none of these things. But what is the holdback? Because it sounds like they've had a very realistic conversations. Mm-hmm. You are the person I want to marry. Therefore, why can't we're not I'm not saying get married tomorrow, but let's get engaged so we can actually yeah. plan in two more years. You know, time is passing too. And it is different for a woman if you're planning to have kids. Yeah, 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 true. And I mean, from the point of view of family and friends, I would love to say you need to, you know, you because you are entitled to say to them, hey, please stop asking. Like it's starting to bother me. But I do think that just makes a bigger deal of it. Hey is for horses. Okay. <laughs> you You are entitled to say, Darling mother, please stop asking when I'm going to get engaged. It's, you know, kind of upsetting me. I'm wondering the same thing. But you also might not want to have that conversation. So I think on the family and friends asking, unfortunately, that's just one of the kind of things we have to suck up. Hopefully in years to come, people will know not to do it the same way we're getting to the point where people are less and less likely to ask if someone's pregnant or less and less likely to comment on somebody's pregnancy or whatever. I'm hoping that in a couple of years, we will be less and less and less likely to go any sign of the ring. But I don't think it's happening yet. Well, an interesting article in The Guardian this week was around a woman who feels frustrated that her mom doesn't take her career seriously. And Annalise Barbieri said, there's a way to see your mom's views here as an artifact of her own history instead of something about you. She's telling you about her, not Mm. about yourself. It might help to feel less like an attack and more like a mistake. She's just not correct. So, I mean, it doesn't help the answers. Like, you know, especially, I mean, I think for people who... I'm not trying to talk about babies the whole time, but if you're trying to get pregnant and you can't and people saying, Mm. you know, when's the baby? Just don't ask overly personal questions. But to your point, as dad says, keeps saying to me every time I complain about anything, you can either work with the way the world is or you can waste your time butting your head against the wall. I'm like, if I hear this again, I feel like he was so zen for the first 42 days of this 46 day trip. And now he is coming out with, yeah. No, the last four days he's like, I didn't give her any of my advice. I bit my lip and said nothing, so I better get it all out. He was telling me you know, this about tidying the house, this about how to close the door, this about how to parent, and, you know, button your head against the wall if you're not going to accept the way the world is. We'd all like it to be different. He actually, he was saying, he was giving me this exact same lecture a few weeks ago in my house, and he was like, you're honestly you're wasting your time fighting and fighting and fighting to change the world. And I was like, Dad, I mean, obviously, I'm like a fucking 16-year-old. Dad, if the suffragettes hadn't fought, they wouldn't have the vote. And if this hadn't happened, we wouldn't have this. And if this hadn't happened, we wouldn't. And then he goes to me, you know what I was thinking about Enoch Burke? He and the suffragettes have a lot in cut, co- and I literally walked out the door. And afterwards, I was like, Dad, I've told all my friends about you calling Enoch Burke a suffragette, and they're all horrified. And he was like, I just meant because I was trying to get a rise out of you. He's so contrary. Do you know that? He is, he is so, so annoying. And then we had guests over the other day, and they were talking about, we had a debate about prison sentences and judges' discretion, etc. And Dad turns around, right? <laughs> I had said that in America and in Ireland, it is very galling when somebody is found guilty and the judge then turns around and diminishes that sentence or commutes it or, you know, mm-hmm. time served. In in a lot of cases, based on, I was talking about female assault, right? Yeah. Or assault, sexual assault. And the individual that I was debating with was like, I don't think that happens in America. I said, yeah, it certainly does. What's his name? Brock, what's his face? Yeah, from exactly. Last I was just year, thinking that. Right? Yeah. And dad, you can accept the word turns around and became my staunchest defender. I'm like, he is so contrary, right? 
in front of other people. He is actually like he is a logical individual, but in the confines of our own home, loves to be. He's a rabble rouser. He That's is a exactly rabble rouser right. through and through. He he finds somebody in the room, and if it's not us, it's somebody else. He's like, I'm gonna annoy them now. Up until he gets bored. Oh, I've yeah. had enough of this conversation. I uh, get back listen, to my book. listen. <laughs> you, I'm not. I don't think about these things. Oh, you're like I was about to say, twenty minutes arguing about this. I was about to say, how do you have such like highbrow conversations with Dad? Because when I try to have them, oh, I'm not in the mood for this now. I just want to go and read my book. I, I go, okay, well, let's talk about your book. Sounds like a good. I, Claire, Claire, come and talk to your daughter. Sorry, this didn't start out highbrow. I think it started out with me going, "Can you just stop making comments about food and eating?" He was like, oh, we didn't need that. Like, literally, I gave him a two-inch long croissant. And he was like, didn't need that croissant. And I was like, can you please stop talking about food like that? And he's like, you just, that's the way we are. I mean, you can't, you try changing the world. That's how it started. It was not highbrow. Oh, God. You literally should have God. seen this croissant. It was literally the size of my tiny mouth. My mouth is very small in the middle of my huge face. We do have very small mouths. So it's been a big disappointment in my life. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market life okay so another comment from our listener 
you know, whether or not it's bad to, what she say? I really want to ring whether that's stupid or not. Is it bad to want to ring? Like, I think this is another cultural oppression. Like, you should just sit there and be quiet until somebody deigns to give you mm-hmm. ring. Don't be difficult. You know, is it bad to want for yourself? I Don't want be to be like married. grasping. You know, like all of those Jane Austen books as well. There's always some social climber who's just dying to get engaged. There's one in um, Bridgerton as well, you know, pursuing somebody with an embarrassing frenzy. But actually, isn't that okay? It's like, I have a plan for my life the same way you have a plan for your life. I want to get, achieve certain things or have certain, certain things are important to me. I have these values that I Mm -hmm. want to, in order to fulfill I have to get married or, you know, or yeah. maybe for me, for me personally, whether I agree or not, or I want to get married to this person that I love. That's not actually a bad thing. I should be able to say I would like to get married and not be embarrassed about it. No, of course not. And that's kind of the social contract in a way. Like unless you've said to somebody, you know what, I've no interest in marriage. I wouldn't even be bothered having a ring. Why are people so into that? I don't understand that. Like then you're just saying that, you know what I mean? And then later on you're like, actually, I do want a ring. Then maybe you can feel a little bit embarrassed because the person you're with is suddenly blindsided going, you said you didn't want any of these things. But like by and large, most, I think, heterosexual relationships in Ireland and, you know, in a lot of countries, you have a certain way that you expect your relationship to go. Like you start dating, you get closer, you say, I love you, you might move in together, you get engaged, you get married. I don't think it's shameful or unusual to want any of those things. Well, especially if you've discussed them. Exactly. And you've agreed this is the next step. How do you then, and are you willing to say, like, at what point is it critically important for you? Like, what what if, let's play it out the mm. other way. What if you don't get a ring? And what if you don't get engaged? Will you be yeah. happy staying in this relationship? Will this individual commit to whatever other things you might want in your life, even if marriage ends up not being one of them? And I would say as somebody who got married in City Hall in Brooklyn and who had a small dinner in Ireland with, well, it's not some tiny, it was just a dinner celebration. I regret not having the mega Lollapalooza, not like big white dress, etc. church. I just wish I had had the party to end all parties and the dress of my dreams. Wed- I don't think it would have been a white wedding dress. Mm. It would have been, or at the time, suit of my dreams, what I thought I wanted to wear. And just, you know, had a phenomenal day out, night out. Made a day of party. it. Yeah, yeah. Made a real event yeah, exactly. of it. Yeah. More because I realize now I love a good party. And I, this was my you opportunity to have. Now. When have yeah, you not I, loved a good party? I love a good party. I love flattery and compliments. Like, and then I skipped this biggest opportunity to be flattered and complimented at a party. You were also busy. You were busy. Like you'd, ha- you'd had Nash. You were pregnant with Bo when you had your party at home. You were working something like 75 hours a week. You were busy. You were too busy to have a wedding. That's why. You know, I mean, that's part of why, like. Well, I also valued in myself this idea of, yeah, I'm working really hard. Like I took a half day to go to my own wedding, you know, went to work. Like what? I sort of valued that in myself because I never saw myself getting married or even having kids. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to be this independent career woman. Yeah. She says, sitting in her PJs in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Excuse me. You can be an (laughs) independent career woman in your PJs in Fort Wayne, possibly not without a job, but we're going to solve that. (laughs) All the other parts are fine. It was really good till you got to the end there. It's becoming more and more acceptable now to be in your PJs, casually at home working, possibly not without work. So that's the one stumbling point. But yeah, we'll get there. I also need mom and dad to go home so I can get my own self-esteem back up. Dad, looking at my ankles the other day, sighing. Then I said something about I'd like to go and have a neck uh... lift. No, a neck consultation oh. consultation consult and uh, and mom goes what about these bits these jowly bits <gasps> on your face 
Excuse you know, me? Now, sorry, back to your point about she's talking about herself. That is, is her self-consciousness about herself. So she's projecting onto you. But yeah. She, she but goes, unfortunately, she has also given you her gels and me. Yes, she's also gifted them to me. And then dad took a picture of me today with my head thrown back. And truly, if you look at it, I honestly look like I have a bald pate. I look like I have hair like a tonsure growing um, around the back of my have, head. No, that's because you, like me, have a large forehead. So when your head is thrown back, you can't see your hairline. That's that's the point. Yeah, Yours is nothing happens. like mine. So I go, I go, oh my God, what is this Elizabethan hairline? Dad goes, you got that from me. Hair all the way back starts at the top of your head. I'm like, just leave. When is your flight? <laughs> oh my God. Thankfully, it's in a few hours. How did your episode with mom go? It was great. It was really good. Mm, I'd say it was. Yeah. This is always the way, time. isn't it? They're here for six weeks and we're like the last day. Shit, we didn't do that episode. Rosemary, it raced the last week and they were over with you most of the time also. And I oh. said, <laughs> I, I hope you realise that prior to you selfishly moving over here, I had 100% I of their attention. Now at the drop of a hat, Rosemary needs us. Come on, Philip, I, mom's listen, standing in the hall listen, with her coat they on. were here yesterday and I said to them, you better go home now. You better go home and shower. And dad goes, I just just thinking that. I was like, you better go home and love on beach. And he was like, well, yeah, we better. Oh, and then that's when he came home and told me I had a big balding head. <laughs> <laughs> the thing you need to understand is if you say to dad, do I look bald? Dad is never going to take the obvious option and say no not at all love you look gorgeous he's gonna go well listen if your hair only starts back halfway through your head do you look bald <laughs> who can tell it's a matter of opinion like the time that i said to him dad do i look fat in this outfit and he went rosemary you look how you look an outfit isn't gonna make you look smaller or bigger you just look body is your body and that's how you look and i was like great what a fucking head record thanks dad great that's exactly what i was hoping you'd say Oh my god! Um, yeah, I do. I need them to leave so that I can go back to my reverse body dysmorphia and like look in the mirror and go, "You look great." I tried on a dress the other day that did not zip up on me, and I was like, "Dress must be faulty." Hung it back up. Good. That's a good attitude, though, right? I think we could all benefit from a bit of that attitude. Yeah, I mean, I do. I struggle with that reverse body dysmorphia. I think always think I look much better than I actually do in these photos where I, I honestly am horrified by myself. No, the thing is, when you look at yourself in the mirror or when you look at yourself, when you look at someone else, right, you're looking at them in 3D, you're looking at them moving, you're looking at them animated. Mm -hmm. Someone takes a picture, it's 2D. My chin immediately gets flattened into my neck. And then, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. Maybe I should but boycott all about... photography until I get 3D photography. And then I can, oh my God, imagine oh. if I got 3D photography and I looked shit. And then I'd be like, all my beliefs, my entire life shattered. Now, back to the topic at hand. There was also a letter written into the New York Times this week. Obviously, I've been reading a lot. Truly done your one. research. Maybe it just seemed very um, coincidental. You know, I don't believe in coincidence. So I said, we'd probably better address this question because I had forgotten. I only, I only saw it the other day because I didn't actually read these letters. So you had no excuse. Letters. Imagining like a big yes. mail sack like Email. Britney Spears' oh, fan mail. I'd love that. Go okay. on, go on. So the New York Times had an article from a woman who is engaged. And she said, my future husband and I agree on really so many things. We've had a lot of conversations about finances. We are aligned on all these things in terms of conceptually how to deal with kids, blah, blah, blah. However, recently I broached the subject with them of our future children's unborn at this point. Or I'm obsessed with kids in this episode. I'm mm -hmm. not really, but like you get the point. Anyway, our future children's names. I would wish that they were double-barreled. He absolutely said no, as it is traditional, and he wants to carry on his lineage. She said, I want to carry on. I understand this, actually. I regret not having double-barrel names now, but it would have been a bit of a mouthful. But 
she said, but it's important to me that my family history, heritage, whatever, continues with my children. And he said, absolutely not. This is tradition and I it's important to me, etc. So the response was, you may think that you're very aligned. However, the fact that this individual will not mm-hmm. consider how important this is to you means that in the future, it's very unlikely that they're about to become more considered. And I mm-hmm. thought that I was actually quite surprised by the... Uh, Kind of harshness? Yeah, the firmness of the response. You should consider leaving this man now because if he doesn't value this and if he doesn't understand, you know, if he's not willing to take your feelings into account and this is a compromise, then Mm. he will not do it in the future. So I more wonder if your partner knows how important it is to you. Why is that not important to him? Yeah, but I suppose back to our initial point, and I know I'm always saying to you, but what what are the finer details? I would like to know what conversations they've had in terms of, has she said to him, this is really important to me now? Do you know what I mean? Because it sounds like they've had conversations about, we both want to get married. We both want to get married to each other. We both love each other. We see each other being together long-term. Has she had the conversation with him that we've been together six years and it's beginning to feel like it's overdue. I would like to get engaged in the next six months. You know what I mean? Has she kind of said it outright to him, especially because now she's like, I'm not going to get the surprise proposal. So it's not like she's like, can you surprise me? She's going, I actually think, There's no harm in putting a timetable on it now and saying, you know what, I would like to get engaged in the next six months because I feel like time is passing and we've been together X amount of time. Yeah, and not to absolutely kill the romance, but also it is a contract and it is not a favor that somebody is bestowing upon you. This is a major life decision Mm -hmm. and it is a contractual life decision and you will have this. This is a decision that will affect the rest of your life in every way, shape and form. Yeah, and you get to have a say in that as well. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. You actually have every right to say, I would like this to start now Mm -hmm. or within the next six months and not vaguely sometime in the next year, but by X date, it's important to me that we have made this and probably not to just leave it hanging out there as well. Like, and we could get married in nine years and I'd like to be married by X year. Yeah. Because I do want to pursue other things and also not like be taking up my brain space thinking about this. When yeah. it's something that I'm fully entitled to as a an equal in this relationship. So this is what I would like. It can also be incredibly frustrating because it becomes this one problem. You know what I mean? She says everything else in her life is great. She loves him. He loves her. It becomes much bigger than it should be. Just this issue where you're like, you know what? I want our timetables. I want our schedules to align basically in this regard. But I also think, you know what? What might be a nice idea to go, oh my God, I saw my dream engagement ring. Can we go and look at it? You know what I mean? I, but I think you're back to, can we go and look at it? Oh, I think there needs to be a conversation first. I think yeah, there needs to be a conversation first. And like, I really actually, you know, just even th- as we're talking, I'm thinking it's very bound up in emotions because it's all about love, et cetera. But if you take that out and you think about this, it's truly a contract between two people mm-hmm. and we're committing to X, Y, Z. It's a, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't just say, oh, let's buy a house in the next, you know, two years. You'd say, we re- if we're going to buy a house, here's what we're going to do. Here's the plan. Mm-hmm. Here's how we're going to save. Here's blah, blah, blah. This is the kind of house we want. I think there's actually one of the things that uh, I think there's worth doing, not that I'm now American, but I was thinking a friend of mine who was in a, I'd say, difficult relationship, actually got a divorce. 
and is now engaged to a new guy. And she said that he and she both went to therapy to discuss how they'd like their relationship to be, how to make it successful, like building mm. kind of, instead of going to couples counseling, when you're in trouble, Later, going to couples yeah. counseling, yeah, to say, this is how we plan to be successful. Yeah, So it's interesting. I wouldn't ever have thought of that when I was in my 20s, you know, how do, it was more like, oh my God, so-and-so got engaged, how nice. But mm. like, how, it, it's a major deal. Mm-hmm. So how do you actually take the emotion out of it at this juncture and you can have all the emotion later in the ring and the party and the tears and delight and all that kind of stuff but how do you take it out and just say hey this is really important to me because I have seen a lot of cases I mean I've seen a lot of my friends some of them have waited and successfully wait like they would deem it successfully eventually were proposed to you know after mm-hmm. 10 years or whatever but it was 10 years of like worrying that they weren't going to be and yeah etc whereas equally I'd say half of the friends who waited didn't get proposed to and these individuals like they just weren't the right fit because both members of each of these couples mm-hmm, would mm-hmm. go on to be engaged or married within two three years yeah, of breaking yeah, up to someone else who it turns out was a lot more perfect quote-unquote for yes. them than the previous like me and Brandon or they were just a lot more ready you yeah. know I do think some of it is not it's it's not that you're a bad fit it just genuinely might not be the right timeline your timelines don't match yeah and again that's something that you just really need to have a conversation about thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister we really appreciate you as we said up top if you could go on and leave us a five star rating and a review just a few words we'd really appreciate it and we'll put your name in the draw to win something very special but you need to screen grab the review and send it to us on Instagram or email us notwithoutmysis at gmail.com you can sign up to our Patreon for five dollars a month patreon.com slash notwithoutmysis sister we'll get an extra bonus episode every friday and you can follow us on instagram at beatrice mccabe at rosemary mccabe see what we're up to well in my case not so much beatrice because she hasn't been posting that much but she will i will (laughs) bye she said convincingly bye thanks for listening hope we were useful and if you have any thoughts on what our listener dilemma please send it in and send us any other agony auntie questions we would be happy to give you our opinion and also if you are susan update us oh yeah update us and let us know what's going on if if anything happened since and what you decided to do that's right susan if you're already married ignore everything we said (laughs) bye bye Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune, and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. 
jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.